0: Merry Christmas, everybody. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, in fact, uh, let me just say it right at the beginning. Uh, if, if you've ever if you've, if you've ever wondered do, do you have purpose and value, that's what that's what I, what I'm going to share is all about. So if you if you're coming going. Does life have purpose? Does my life have purpose? Does it have meaning? What, uh, just please give, give, me, give me your attention. In fact, I think we all wonder it, but I'm not sure we'll be all willing to confess it. So I need your participation. Yep. I need you to be able to raise your hand uh, in a moment if it's true for you. And uh, for those of you who don't, who you, you're like, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing what he says. I'm in charge right now. If this is true for you, or you've heard it before, whatever, just raise your hand, kind of affirming this. Everything happens for a reason. Have you ever heard that before? Okay, cool. Thought so. I don't believe in coincidence. Anyone, anyone ever heard that? Okay, some of you. You just haven't met the right person yet. Anyone heard that, said that? That's not a trap, by the way. <laughs> I've, I've, noticed, I've noticed that some are skeptical. You're like, mmm. No, no, nope, not okay, just. We've heard that before. You're probably sitting next to the right person. Some of you are single and you don't even know it. And you're like, "This is amazing." Okay, I'm making it more awkward for you. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> uh, just last, one, last one. Uh, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Have you ever heard that? And again, not in relation to who you're sitting around. Okay. Uh, you know, I think I think you and I have heard that, said it, and thought it, because you and I, we want there to be a purpose. We want there to be a meaning in the day. We want what happens and what plays out. We want to know why, and we want to know even deeper than that, like there's got to be a, a major purpose. If you're a Christian, you have probably at least thought at some moment when two things happened or something happened, you might have said that was a God thing, where you have like, you know what, I see, I see the, the meaning and, and the purpose behind this. Well, here just some encouragement. If you've ever wondered and sought purpose and meaning, don't ignore that craving. I think it's a God-given craving. I think you're, you're, you're wanting something to mean something is, is from God. I would tell you, life, life in general, as you and I just kind of walk through it and do it, and I know sometimes life seems random, but it's not. It's not random. Life, life is, there's so much purpose in it. So let's take it one step further. Christmas is not random. Christmas is not random, and it has a ton. It has a ton to do with you. I know we say Jesus is the reason for this season, and that's accurate. But you are also one of the reasons for the season. If you've ever wrestled with this, I want to lean into this, that Christmas is not random. It's a part of your purpose and your value, and I don't want us to miss it. In fact, Starts off with a name. When, when Christmas is talk about, uh, Jesus is given a, a name. It's called Emmanuel. The, the name, you've, well, we've, we've sang it in case you're like, you've heard of it because you've sang it, or at least you saw the words. Emmanuel. Some of you are like, David, that's not how it's spelled. Well, uh, just clear it up. Uh, Old Testament spells it with an I, and the New Testament, E. Again, nerdy stuff, but some of you just need to get beyond it. Emmanuel means God with us. That's what it means. If you ever heard it and you're saying it, like, oh, that's a Christmassy word. Well, It's a, it's a name that said, hey, guess what? God's going to be with us. Jesus is going to arrive, and we're going to call him Emmanuel. God with us. It's powerful. That's why we make songs out of it. We talk about it. I've preached sermons all about this before. God with us. Tells you a little bit about your value. But you may not, maybe someone didn't say, but you got to know the full value. You see, the whole Bible draws attention to your value. And I want to show you, yes, yes, Jesus was called Emmanuel. God's had many names. I want to show you one of the first names. Here it is in Exodus. God replied to Moses. So if you're Old Testament, if you've ever seen Prince of Egypt, if you've ever seen the movie The Ten Commandments, if you've read the Bible, you know Moses was put in charge by God to help the slaves in Egypt be freed. But just like you and I would, he had some questions. When God laid that on his heart and they had some conversations, Moses was like, all right, I need to know some things. One of the many questions was, who do I tell them? Is sending me. Like, whose authority? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Now, at first glance, you're like, that makes no sense whatsoever, right? If you've never heard this, you're like, I am who I am. What in the world? Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. I am. Yes, God just called himself. His name, I Am. That's a pretty confident way to call yourself a name, I Am. If you're not connecting it, let me help you. Christmas is when I Am became I Am With You. It's when we take the Old Testament and the New Testament, the old stuff, and then Jesus is showing up for Christmas. And I think it's profound that you and I can see that not only did God start off saying, I am, I am powerful, I am almighty, I have enough authority, I am. I mean, I am, that's a bold name. But then the Christmas story is talked about, and it goes more personal. Not only am I am, I am with you. And if you've ever wrestled with, does God like me? Does he love me? Does he see me? Is there purpose in my life? You just got to look at Christmas because God went in closer. Closer. Many of us wrestle with who we are. It's because I don't think we know what Christmas means. I put a timeline together. You're going to love this. Lots of work went into this. You might, I mean, I'll, I'll give you time to take pictures if you want to. So uh, here's my timeline. Uh, I'll explain it because it, Christmas and then Easter. Uh, and then Jesus' life is happening here. This is the timeline. Now, a lot of us have heard of Easter, know about Easter. If you've been in the church a long time, Easter. Easter is the time that Jesus, uh, he is killed, but he comes back to life. We talk about how what happens at Easter forgives us of our sins. We we no longer have to live in shame. You're forgiven. And it's powerful. On Easter, we often often use the word victory for Easter. Christmas gets the, that's pretty. (laughs) Christmas gets the, well, that's, that's when it started, it's precious. It, I mean, it involves a, a newborn and it's all cute. I, I don't know what your nativity scene looks like at your, at your home or if you even have one. But typically when you look at a nativity scene, it's cute. I mean, you've got all these people just like with adoring faces all oohing and awing over the birth of the baby. Have you ever paid attention to the songs that we sing about Christmas? In particular, Jesus, where it says that even when Jesus wakes up, He doesn't even cry. Huh. I've never experienced such a thing. We've had three kids. They come out crying. And I know, but it's Jesus. I'm telling you what, uh, uh, Jesus cried, okay? I love it how we seem to uh, smooth the edges of Christmas. It's our precious time. We put up lights and we eat sweet things and it's all nice, Hmm. But I think if you do that all the time, you won't understand what Christmas means for you. You see, Christmas, according to heaven, not, not necessarily according to our view, Christmas was a declaration of war. I don't know, oftentimes we don't talk about... Christmas and and declarations of war in the same sentence, but heaven heaven was seeing a problem. Heaven saw brokenness. Heaven saw people just like you and I living a life full of brokenness, full of shame, full of regret, full of uh, lack of purpose and just struggled. And heaven's like, this must change. And so heaven's like, I'm coming. That's when God said, I'm, I'm going to show up. Uh, l- let me show you in, in, in the story. And she will have a son. Yes, Christmas story. And and you were to name him Jesus. But don't miss this. For he will save his people from their sins. See, that's that's heaven's perspective on Christmas. I'm not saying... The sugar cookies, well, they're for sure not bad at all. Those are great for Christmas. And the sweet stories and the traditions, they're great and fine. But sometimes we miss the power of Christmas because we so soften it up. And you need to know heaven saw you and says, you you need healed. You need forgiveness. You need to know who you are. Let me ask you a question. I think I know the answer. Don't answer it out loud, Just, but I think I know it. Do you ever struggle believing your value? I know you might have a pastor stand up and say, hey, you have purpose, you have value, God loves you. Hey, Christmas happened, and many of us right now have that in our minds. But have you ever struggled taking your value? Maybe someone else told you about it, but you got value taking it from here and putting it here. Most of us do. Most of us struggle, sometimes the most important things, the critical things, putting it into our actual heart. We want to believe it, but we don't. I want you to believe it. Do you know why we struggle believing our value? Because we have a screwed up system of value in today's world. It's screwed up how you and I try to get value. The best way for me to help you understand that is to tell you a story. Not super long ago... I and two buddies were in Lawrence, Kansas. Now, you can forget that fact. That's not a big deal. But see, in Lawrence, Kansas is Kansas University. I grew up a die-hard fan of the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks are, now, I know some of you are like, I really don't care about this. Yes, you do, just listen. I grew up a fan of the college, more specifically, the basketball team. Grew up loving the basketball team. Followed the basketball team. Cried when they lost, sorry. Jumped up and down when they won. I was at a football game with my buddies that day, and uh, the football game wasn't going well. We, uh, we lost 64-0. Uh, that's not important. Uh, so it was cold, and so it was cold, so I bought this. I bought this at the football game, but we're like, this is dumb. We're, 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 let's go over to the basketball gym, and we went over to the basketball gym. So, we well, frankly, we snuck in, just, just to really fess up to you. I feel like i got to be like totally truthful with you. We snuck into the basketball gym. If, if you've never seen the basketball gym, again, some of you are like, will you stop talking about the Kansas Jayhawks? No, you got to know. Let me tell you a little bit about this. Now, to some, this is like, that's a basketball gym. Who cares? <laughs> according to ESPN, according to multiple surveys, and, and they've asked all over, and they just have landed on it, this is considered... The best place to play a basketball game on planet Earth. They've actually looked, some of you are like, no, just because you're a Jayhawk fan. No, I'm just telling you what other people have said. That this is the best place. They, they say there's something special about it. And so this gym's a big deal. We snuck into it. Yeah, we snuck into it with my hot chocolate. And uh, we're in there just, and, and, and we snuck in uh, at just the right time. Uh, the basketball team, we did not know this at the time, the basketball team was practicing. So we snuck in and sat down like we knew what we were doing, just sipping. I mean, the coach of the team, Roy Williams, he was coaching the team then, Roy Williams. Again, for some of you, like, I don't care, but listen, (laughs) Roy Williams was a big deal to me. I grew up watching him lead my favorite team. He was a good coach, is a good coach, and I just idolized him. In fact, some of you are like, who cares? No, let me help you understand my problem. Well, one day I bought a dog, and I named my dog uh, Roy Williams Jr. (laughs) And some of you, you try to think, like, well, should I name my pet? Well, Roy Williams Jr., I didn't even think about it. It It's like, doesn't everyone name their dog Roy Williams Jr.? I mean, I I was captivated by the coach, Roy Williams. He's an idol that I had never met. Well, we're sitting there watching practice, and uh, I had an idea. You know, I don't know if you've ever had an idea where you you're not sure if it's a good idea. Well, I had that moment, and I'm sitting there just sipping. I'm like I, want, I want to meet Roy Williams. Now I'm looking around, see if there's security. Just kind of just being just being observant, and I didn't see any security. I was like, this is no big deal, right? And so, so. Roy Williams called practice. It was over, so that was my chance. I went down off the bleachers, went onto the floor. He was talking to some people, and I was raised right. You don't interrupt someone talking to a group of people. I'm just standing right on the outside going, you're amazing. (laughs) I want to meet him, but I haven't thought really how this plays out. Well, that conversation ends, and Roy Williams, no joke, finishes that conversation, turns around, looks straight at me. And says, I'll never forget this, hey son, what can I do for you? I had not thought to this part yet. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not. Then it hit. What do you do when you meet someone that's really important to you? You get their autograph. That's what I was thinking, man, I want his autograph. I don't have any way to get his autograph. I don't have a marker. I don't have a piece of paper. I have a mug. All that was going on in my head. I'll tell you what happened out loud. It's, uh, it's interesting. Just He said, well, what can I do for you, son? Will you sign my mug? <laughs> Just so we're clear, both two adults talking to each other. Um, Will you sign my mug? I didn't know how he would sign it, and he happened to have a, a marker in his pocket. Must, I'm sure he gets this. Well, he doesn't get mug questions all the time. but, but get a, So he goes to grab it. And I'm like, oh, 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 no. Now things tense up a bit. Because it appears as though I'm not a safe human being to be around. <laughs> See, my problem was like, oh, sir, sir, there's actually, there's hot chocolate in here. and It's getting really awkward. And you're like, should I explain to him all that happened? We were at a football game. Blah, blah, blah. There's hot chocolate. He's like, well, here, here. I'll, why don't you hold it? And I'll sign it. And I was like, that's a good idea, coach. Uh, and I handed it. And that's that's why. If you... He, he signed it right there, and I—I've I, never lost to this mug. Um, I even got a little bit more bold and like, "Well, we're down here," so I started going up to players. Didn't have a marker at all. I'm like, "Hey, will you sign? We signed it. was a big deal." And I—I I, this this is always in my office. Always in my office. It's a big deal. Um, this this mug cost me, and I don't—I'll never forget. It's ten bucks. I can tell you, it's worth more to me now than ten bucks. I mean, to you, you might be like, eh. I can tell you more about Roy Williams. He's now officially a Hall of Fame basketball coach. He's considered one of the best coaches to have ever coached the game of basketball, who also coached in one of the greatest places to ever play basketball. It's a big deal to me. Awesome story, cool story, fun story, at least for me. But uh, there's a dark side to it I'd like to share with you. I think you and I are doing this with our lives. I think you and I, if, if our life is the mug, we walk around to a lot of people and ask them to sign us. In essence, will you give me some value? Will you show me that I know you? Will, will you affirm me? Will you, will you make me feel important? Right? I think many of us, if we're the mug, we're, we're going to work. And, and maybe it's just a job title, but we're going around, hey, will you... Will you, will you value me?" And, and we're just going around. Sometimes it's, it's how we date. We literally we want to feel important to someone to like us, so we date, and we're like, "Hey, will you just show me value?" Then the, then the relationship falls apart and you're like, "Oh, I'm not important, I'm not good enough. I, I, I'm worthless." I think we do this. If you want to know why you struggle, knowing all the time if you're valuable, because our normal system today is we get this signed by different people nonstop. And eventually the name wears off or it loses its value, so we got to find someone else or something else. I think we're doing this all the time. If you're interested, you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. Can we all admit that this is exhausting? So let me share some truth with you. God determined our worth, and Christmas proves it. You can stop doing this. And you stop it. And Christmas is an annual reminder that you don't need a bunch of people's signatures. You don't need a certain job title. You don't need a certain income. You don't need life to play out just right so that you feel good and have purpose. Christmas. Let me show you something in the Bible. Uh, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, Christmas time. But God sent him... To buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law. If you've never been read, you're like, Whoa, I, don't, I, don't, I don't fully, I don't get this. He's saying that God loved you so much. He saw that you and I didn't have freedom in life. He came to do something about it. Buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us, not just free us. As his very own children, and because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you're no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you're his child, God has made you his heir. God likes you. You don't have to keep having people. In your life in certain ways, so you can feel valuable. If you're if you're new to the Bible and you're like, okay, you just read me some Bible verses, and I don't, I like boil it down. Well, okay, I am made a way for you to say, I am His. The Great I am. The Great I am who came to be with us. Made a way for you to say, I am His. Not only does He exist and He's all powerful, but you can belong to Him. That's how much He thinks you're awesome. Now, some of you are like, I don't, I don't feel awesome. Understandable. <laughs> Most of us don't. But you are valuable. I, I like what, what one writer in the Bible put, because it just helps me. You saw me before I was born. It appears as though God cares. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. God seems to care. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That's how much God thinks about you. That's why our value system is so broken. It makes it difficult for us to appreciate that God thinks we're important. In fact, here's what I think we're doing. We're trying to fill in a blank. I am, and you're filling it in. Uh, If you're a normal human being, you've tried multiple words to fill in there. I am... uh, the best. I, I am strong. I am smart. I am an employee at such and such. I am married to such. I am the owner of a certain house, of a certain car. I am ha- a parent who has perfect kids. Well, no, no one ever said that, but I, I am. I, you, you, you see, we, we fill it in, don't we? We, we? we spend our lives trying to fill it in. I am, and, and I think sometimes we, we fill it in, then we erase it, and we fill it in again, and I, I am, and, you, and you're trying to like, lock in your values you want, you want some okay let's that's, go that's cool. some of us are saying I was That's when a broken heart really begins to open up I, I was this I was that I, I, I some of us are in a real dark place Well you're filling it out simply uh, I am worthless I am a failure. I am not important. Yet we have Christmas. Christmas that's not random. Christmas that has so much significance. So if you're wondering like, what, what should be in that line, ah, I am enough. This is not reason to say, hey, I like, don't change. No, no, this is saying, I am enough for God to love. I am enough. God to care about me. I am enough for God to save me. I am enough. You don't have to add a signature. You don't have to know a certain person. You don't have to live a perfect enough day. You are enough for God to love. There's other places in the Bible that said that even while we're sinners, God sent His son for us, which means you're enough. You're enough to, to be with God, for God to like, for God to love. You're enough. So what do we do? (laughs) What do we do with this? Well, I can show you the instructions we get. It's, It's pretty powerful. God saved you. He valued you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. Huh. Awesome. You can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. I know some of us are trying to be good enough. No, no, so none of us can boast about that. Again, if you're new to the Bible, you're like, you're reading these verses, and I'm not. Who we are is received, not achieved. That's the practical application. How? How do you accept? How do you bring this into your life? How do you say, David, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of going from job to job, school to school, friend to friend, dating relationship, dating relationship, marriage. If you're tired of this, you, you go to God and say, you know what? I, I'm tired of trying to achieve value. I just receive what you've done for me. So here's what we're going to do. This is a big deal in our church. If you're new to us, let me explain something. We don't want to be a church that just sits. There's a lot of that. We don't want to be a church that just says, you know what? I came to be uh, entertained or I came to just sit. No, oftentimes in a a service together, we will get up and and we'll we'll do some things. So to my right, to my left are signs or boards that communicate exactly what I've talked to you about. Simply saying, "I, I am enough. What we've been doing is I think many of us need to symbolically in a moment get out of our seats and put our signature on those boards, saying I'm going to stop gathering value from other people, I'm just going to go to God and accept that I'm enough. So I'm gonna pray with you and when I say amen, I'm gonna tell you anyone and everyone is invited that as we sing after that, that you're welcome to get up, go write your name on that. In fact, here's what I want you to do. There's a card in front of you right now. It's, it's, it's on the back of the seat in front of you. I want you to get it. I'm in charge, get the card. There's a card. The reason I want you to get the card, because it's important, everyone's gonna get a card. Get a card, grab the card. If you can get the card, get it now. Get the card, get it in your hand. On that card, there's a place for you To frankly give me some of your information so that I can pray for you. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to pray for you. I want you to fill this out and bring it up with you. Set it there at the table and write your name, declaring that you actually do believe that you're enough for God to love. If you've ever done this before, if you've ever asked God to come into your life, receive God, if you've ever done this before, you don't have to do this again. You don't have to live in insecurity about this. You can, you can, I've, I've done this before, David. I've, I've locked it in. But if you haven't, if you didn't mean it when you did it, I think now's the time to do it. So, let me walk this road with you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes just to help everyone focus. And if you've never received the grace of God, if you've never had and invited God to come into your life and to be a part of your life, then just say these words to him, they're not magic, just privately just say these, God, I accept today that I am enough, that you love me, that I am valuable to you. God, I accept forgiveness of all my sins, I am so sorry for them. And I turn my life over to you because you give me value. God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for sending Jesus for me. I now confess to you that I believe. I believe your grace and your mercy. I believe I am yours now. I give you my life. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're gonna sing, but uh, I want you to know how this works. (laughs) I'm about to give you permission, if you need it, to hop up and go to this. But I want you to know you're in a safe place. We love you very much. I think we now need to declare that we believe that we are enough and that God loves us.